Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> Welcome to the Turf Show Times podcast. My name is Robert Finn alongside my homie J.B. Scott. And this is your source for all things Los Angeles Rams and any final lingering thoughts before Sunday. So, J.B., how you doing, man? Doing great. Good. Big week for the Rams, so excited to be here with you. Yeah, absolutely. Not only did we come off of a big game, but we're going into a big game, and that's exciting. I mean, it's it feels like the season's really starting to to kick off almost. Like week one and two just weren't, you know, I mean, it's kind of a nice warm-up, right? Almost a preseason-ish, but now we're starting to, starting to get to the, the real deal. Um, some big news just came from the National Football League, just dropped on us, I want to say yesterday or the day before, but the Super Bowl halftime, you know, before we get in to last week in the matchup with the Bucks, um, What do you think, man? The Super Bowl halftime show, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. What are your thoughts on that? What are we, what are we expecting here in SoFi Stadium during the halftime? Well, what I'm hoping for is that Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, they're not watching the halftime show because they're in there make, in the locker room making halftime adjustments. So I think that'd be really exciting. And maybe we'll see the Rams in the Super Bowl. But yeah, <laughs> it's it's a great show. Uh, definitely maybe more modern or than what people have expected in recent years. So it's great. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I completely agree. Because, I mean, obviously, as a Rams fan, we want this to be um, a Rams game right that's Rams being in the Super Bowl at home um but uh you know it it really depends because if that happens I think our thoughts on that halftime show are really going to depend <laughs> on how the Rams are doing uh, more than anything else but you know I'm 80 years old so I like the whole lineup here that's that's from um my era so I'm kind of looking forward to it kind of not because the halftime shows can be kind of a letdown too so try not to build it up I don't know. What I do know is, and I don't know if we have this kind of sway in the world, but can we get DraftKings, do you think, to give us an over-under on whether or not they play California Love? Is that going to be something that they drop? I don't know. Hey, SoFi Stadium, anything can happen. Seems like a perfect fit to me. I agree. I agree completely. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get down to the brass tacks, as they say. JB, uh, last week, big game for the Rams. What your thoughts are there? Yeah, I mean, we treated it like a very, very big game. The Rams pulled through. wasn't ever really in doubt. They had a, such a strong performance, a complete team win. And we got another one coming up big this week. But the Rams really impressed and in all phases of the game, really. So really exciting. And they're now, by most power rankings, the best team in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting, too. Big win. You're absolutely right about that. And not just a big win, but a dominant performance. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to drop a little truth bomb on you. Open kimono time. Um, I do the Ram picks, the Rams picks every week. They text those out to me and I like to pick those. I actually picked the Bucks to win that game. I know it's embarrassing. But when I was here last week with you, I said the Bucks are going to get a little bit of a revenge game in. But 
hey, our Rams pulled through. We love that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not only did they pull through, but one thing I love to see it is that we, I just had that feeling offensively, no matter what the Bucks threw at them, they were going to be able to respond. And that's not a feeling I had last year. And, and no disrespect to Jared Goff whatsoever, but Matthew Stafford just brings a whole different level of confidence to that offense. And you can see it week in and week out. Um, but we knew Daryl Henderson was going to be out. We weren't sure what that run game was going to look like, but Sony Michelle, 20 carries against that stout Buccaneers defensive line. What are your thoughts there? Really, during the first three weeks of the season, the Rams faced some incredibly stout interior defensive lines. And, you know, maybe they didn't lean the heaviest on the run game in weeks one and two against the Bears and Colts. But in week three against the Bucks, they just didn't give up on the run game. And I think that's really encouraging. Giving 20 carries and he had about 60 yards, Sonny Michelle did. But it's really, they had the intention of balance. And that just helps the play action pass. And that, I think that really helped them push the ball down the field. And that's an important relationship to have um, when you marry the run and pass game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. They had to get that run game going. And um, even though it wasn't the biggest game Sony ever, ever played um, from a production standpoint, he certainly gave them enough to have to respect that run and it did open things up for Stafford um and Cooper Cup of course we we can't talk about that game without talking about um the CK he really came out and dominated another dominant performance JB why don't they cover this man what is going on I mean we could talk about him every week right he always delivers always pulls through something tells me Robert Woods is due for a really big game and we might get to that later but at some point they have to throw everything they can to stop them. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, (laughs) you would think, (laughs) you would think, Um, you know, one thing that really worried me coming into that game against the bucks too. And I I think I can speak for most Rams fans (laughs) regarding this was that defense just because they gave up so much or it appeared that they gave up so much rushing against the bears and the um, Colts, going up against Leonard Fournette and, you know, Rojo and then um, Giovanni Bernard there um, from the Bucks. I was worried. I was worried. I thought um, that that was really going to be what was going to do the Rams in, right? Seal their fate, so to speak. Um, Tom Brady was still Tom Brady, right? TB12 did what TB12 does, but I feel like um, – Granted, the season's still early, but this was probably the most dominant performance we saw from that defense. What are your thoughts there? Anytime Tom Brady is your leading rusher, you probably are doing pretty well in the run game. So that is great, great news, and the Rams have to be pleased. I think it's not a bad offensive line. The Buccaneers have a stout group up front, but really Sebastian Joseph Day, Sean Robinson, Aaron Donald, they just dominated. And wow, if that's how they perform the rest of the year, the Rams will be in good shape. So you look at the passing yards, you look at the box score, a lot of passing yards are given up. And, but it just never really seemed like the game was in question. The Buccaneers didn't threaten to score a lot of points. So it was the first game in a long time that they've been held under 30. Uh, complete team win, like we talked about, while the defense stepped up. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely did. And um, you're 100% spot on there, especially because with Tom Brady, he had to throw. Um, they were playing catch up the entire game. So um, 
you know, and, and that's going to help the defense as well when it comes to that, that uh, stopping the run. But I love what you touched in on there with uh, TB being the, the leading rusher. Um, he, he, when he wasn't throwing, he was running for his life. That, that defensive line definitely kept him moving around, which as we know, if you can do that with Tom Brady, um, you have a pretty good chance of winning. So, um, you know, one thing that I like to see from the Rams too, was that dominant offensive line performance with, you know, Sue on the other side for the Bucks and Vita Vey. Um, they could have made life very difficult for Stafford, but that offensive line stepped up and played probably their best game of the year, which is saying something because the first two games were pretty impressive as well, but they just continually seem to get better. Right. And I love to see the clips of Brian Allen, Stefan Vitavea, a big pancake block. Um, Austin Corbett had the same situation going on that we've shared around turf show times. So you love to see it. It's been three very significant tests the first three weeks. And honestly, things don't get necessarily get easier against the Cardinals. Maybe the edges are a little tougher, but the interior line, definitely a step down from what they've faced the first few weeks of the year. So it bodes well for the, over the course of the season and what this Rams offense hopes to accomplish this year. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I mean, Brian Allen has just continually, continually impressed this season and a little bit of shout out to Nevada football and Austin Corbett there um, doing a good job as well. So if we're looking at that offensive line, is there a weak link that stands out to you at all? One thing I love about Brian Allen is he has a mean streak. The guy is nasty and he played that way when he came into the lineup in 2019. The performance might not have necessarily been there back then, but he looks great this year, man. And as far as a weak link, I think at this point it might be Andrew Whitworth, and he has a big test this week up in Chandler Jones. So if he's up to the task, and we'll know it this week for sure. Yeah, and that's really saying something too, and that's not a dis, dis at all towards big wit. Um, when when you have this, you know, almost guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer um, being your weak link, that that's not a bad place to be whatsoever. So um, shout out to him too, because what, 40 years old, he's going to be 40 years old at um, some point this season. So I'm good on him for continuing to play at a high level. Yeah, and he's um, been good. Robert Quinn maybe got the best of him at times in week one. Uh, so the whole offensive line has been great, but if there's someone you're feeling a little bit uncertain about through three weeks, It'd be the vet, Andrew Whitworth. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, we're not meaning to, to disrespect him, but that line really has performed well. So, um, all right. So looking forward now, we have a big game coming up here, the Cardinals. And um, the Rams have typically been one of the healthier teams in the league. So, I mean, shout out to, you know, their, their training um, on that end of things. Daryl Henderson, though, he was out last week. Um, this week, it looks like he's on track to play. What are we thinking there? Is he going to get um, the, the start? Is he going to get the um, bulk of the carries. How do you see that shaking out between um, Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle? Coach McVeigh said he looked great in practice this week, that he's feeling good and refreshed. I think we, it's yet to be seen if Daryl Henderson takes a primary role and Sony Michelle works in to spell him when he's fatigued, but maybe we start seeing a rotation in certain situations, maybe short yardage, Sony Michelle comes in, third downs, we see rookie Jake Funk. But yeah, 
if Daryl Henderson goes down again, I think you have complete faith that Sonny Michelle can step up, especially we saw him excel in pass protection against the Buccaneers. So I think all three of them have unique traits that they have the access to and the ability to put on the field. And Sean McVay can scheme things up with those skill sets. So let's, from now on, is a real test, and we'll be see how Coach McVay uses those moving forward. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I think um, week one and two were <clears throat> a little bit of um, – I don't want to see an illusion necessarily as far as a run game is concerned, but Sony was still getting up to speed in terms of that playbook, um, or at least that's kind of what it seemed. So um, with Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle, I think that's kind of a nice one, two punch. So um, it'll be interesting to see how McVeigh mixes them up over the course of the year. Uh, two, two, God, I got to mention him. He, um, Missed a couple of practices this past week with illness. It doesn't look like he's going to be playing this week. What are their options at um, punt return? I know there's a few people that can do it. Um, for me, and I'm probably sure you feel similar as as I do, um, I get a little nervous seeing Cooper Cup back there um, returning punts. What are your thoughts? Who's going to be back there um, fielding the ball if, if uh, Tutu isn't? Yeah, absolutely hate seeing Cooper Cup return punts. And yeah, we see how important he is on the offensive side of the football. Don't think it's worth the risk to have him return punts. But there is a bug going around the Rams locker room. Coach McVay was sick last week. I think Darius Williams was sick right before the game too. So Tutu Atwell missed two weeks of practice or two days of practice this week. Um, Coach McVay in the press conference last night talked about how for a rookie that uh, they might have a different treatment for him versus a veteran that's been through the routine. They know what to expect from him on game day. Um, but he did also mention Deshaun Jackson as a potential option at returner and particularly called him dynamic. So if Tutu can't go, we might see Cooper Cup call fair catches in the safe zone whenever to avoid a touchback. But Deshaun Jackson, that is who I think is more likely to return punts that have a chance of actually having a return. Yeah, absolutely. And it was nice to see DJX get some more um, snaps last week versus week one and two. And he showed he still has wheels. The man can still get out there um, and get down the field. So having him return punts probably wouldn't be a bad idea, especially if it's one of those situations where we anticipate that's going to be the situation. On the other side of the rock, we have the Cardinals. So they're coming into this game. They're trying to prove themselves. They're 3-0. and But um, like they were talking about yesterday on Good Morning Football, it's a different kind of 3-0, and right? They kind of snuck away with a couple of wins there, specific, um, specifically against the Jaguars, right? That could have been uh, much different for them. And they, they're dealing with some injuries too, especially along um, that offensive line. That really could benefit the Rams. So what are you thinking there? Yeah, you're – traveling to Los Angeles to play the Rams, you're going to face Aaron Donald and you have three people, three starter caliber players on the offensive line that are banged up. That cannot be good news for Kyler Murray, but they're all three listed as questionable. You got Kelvin Beecham, who's the right tackle, Justin Murray. He's played guard and right tackle in place of Beecham. And you have the left guard, Justin Pugh. Uh, he's out with the back injury, but he's also listed as questionable. So Pugh has played the, against the Rams before. He hasn't necessarily performed well. So even if he plays, uh, 
I'm not sure that's an encouraging sign for the Cardinals if he's limited in any way. So we'll see who's active an hour and a half before the game on Sunday. And it could be a big, big test for this Cardinals offensive line to fix the face the likes of Aaron Donald, Ashawn Robinson, and Sebastian Joseph Day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just looking at the Rams defensive line rotation, AD just by himself is scary, right? You have to be on your A game anytime you're lining up against the man. But uh, having some injuries there doesn't bode well for Kyler Murray. He's typically struggled against um, that Rams defense. So we'll see what they have in store, see if Cliff Kingsbury can um, mix things up, make life a little bit easier um, for Kyler against uh, the Rams front seven there. Speaking of the Rams front seven, there's been some questions at the linebacker. Justin Hollins has been playing lights out this year so far, but he is now out for a while. Um, Looks like he's probably headed to IR. Who's going to step up? Who's taking his place on that defense? I think this is a really interesting question because Justin Hollins, he wasn't a pure edge. We saw him drop back and pass coverage a few times against the Bucs. And listening to Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator's press conference this week, he he named Ernest Jones and Troy Reader as people who won't necessarily play the same position as Justin Hollins, but their skill set as off-ball linebackers is important to replace some of the things that Justin Hollins was able to do and contribute to the defense. So when we talk about dropping back in zone coverage, uh, they necessarily can't rush the pass, Jones and Reader, uh, at least not from the outside or the edge of the defense. So they're going to be important to replace some aspects of Holland's game, but then primarily we'll be looking to Obo Okoronkwo, who is not officially activated from the IR this week, but very likely to do so in the coming days. And then Terrell Lewis, who I think the Rams have on a pretty significant snap count, and rookie Chris Garrett as well. Yeah, I can't wait to see Chris Garrett on the field and see what he can bring to that defense. But having Oboe back would be huge for that defense. I think he um, struggled the injury bug uh, throughout his career. But when he has been on the field, he's been able to flash. And same thing with Terrell Lewis. So if they can get out there and they can stay healthy, I think that can really bolster that defense. Um, And we can't forget about Justin Lawler, right? He had a pretty strong preseason, has a broken hand. So he's kind of flying underneath the radar from an injury perspective, but he can still be a possibility for them. And then of course we have Jameer Jones just got signed, right? Just got picked up. Um, Is he going to play? Is he going to make a difference? He's going to be impactful in this game. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Justin Lawler primarily is on Leonard Floyd's side of the field. So we, it's not ruled out completely that he could fill that side of Justin Holland's side of the field, but I think maybe Okoronkwo, Lewis, and Garrett are the primary backups behind him. But out of that trio, Robert, do you have any favorites, anyone you're watching on tomorrow night during the game? Um, you know, I think uh, Oboe has been one of those guys that I, I just keep waiting. I just keep waiting, and I want to see him pop off because I think he can. He definitely has the ability. He showed that in college, and then um, the opportunities he has had here in the NFL. So um, I, 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 I want to see him on the field. I want to see what he can do against that Cardinals because I think he's one of those diamonds in the rough that we know can do it, that we know is there. Um, just got to stay healthy. Sure. He's definitely the more athletic option out of Lewis and Garrett too so he's can put the speed rush out on the edge Terrell Lewis is kind of your all-around player very large frame he's a he's a very big player for the Rams and he's very intimidating when he walks off the bus you know we like those kind of players 
So, and then Chris Garrett, he seems a little slight to me, but really when you talk about him, it's technique and he's a very skilled pass rusher. So I'd look for him maybe on obvious pass downs, third and long, maybe if the Rams build up a lead and that kind of forces tendencies for the Cardinals. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And um, one thing that uh, he brings is, is speed and definitely need speed when you're going up against Kyler Murray because he can uh, he can get around. He can move. So um, got to be on the ball there. Um, speaking of the Cardinals side of the ball, let's talk about their defense because Chandler Jones, he has um, he, he kind of showed up there um, against Tennessee, five sacks in one game has, has cooled off a little bit the past couple of games, but you can't completely um, just write him off, right? You got to make sure that Andrew Whitworth gets after him and uh, keep Stafford protected. But what are we looking for um, from the Rams offense going into this game? I think when I think of the Cardinals defense, you have to start with who they played so far this year. Week one, they beat the Titans. Week two, they played the Minnesota Vikings. And then week three, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Not exactly pass rushes that scare you. So um, it's just um, – so it remains to be seen, I think. But Andrew Whitworth, we have confidence in him versus Chandler Jones. Uh, I think the offensive line is going to play well and should be fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. And um, I, I don't want to take anything away from uh, Chandler Jones or anybody on the Cardinals side of the ball. But um, as far as defenses, the Rams have come across um, so far this season. Um, I don't want to say it's a weak unit by any stretch of the imagination, but you're going, uh, but they started week one against the bears, right? Um, week two against the Colts, which I mean, that's, that's a sneaky good defense. So um, you can't really write them off either. And then three going against the bucks. So this week um, don't want to say they can take it off um, necessarily <laughs> from an offensive standpoint. Um, you still got to make sure to account for a lot of guys there, but um I think this could be uh, the the week that we see some some other Ram stars really go off. We've seen Cooper Cup. Um, you mentioned Robert Woods earlier, um, but if somebody else is going to go off this week, um, who would you expect that to be? Yeah, one thing that scares me about the Cardinals' pass defense is they're very opportunistic and they make the splash plays. They might not necessarily be the best defense on a play by play basis, but they can create turnovers. Isaiah Simmons has played well. Byron Murphy has played well. Um, so I think maybe this is a game, and I know it's not necessarily fun as fans for us to say this, but maybe you play a little bit more low risk and you really lean on the run game and you play the short pass game. I don't think this is necessarily a matchup, but we'll see Matthew Stafford push the ball down the field. I think you lean on Daryl Henderson. I think you lean on Sony Michelle and you shorten the game and possibly keep Kyler Murray off the field, though maybe – the Rams defense has performed well against him, but I think you definitely take a low risk approach against this Cardinals defense. They just are too skilled at making the big plays. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you, you certainly don't want to uh, <clears throat> undervalue what they can do. And you did bring up some, some important names there on that Cardinals side of the ball. And I really like um, your thoughts as far as McVay's game plan or what maybe it should be, or what we're anticipating it to be going into Sunday. Because you're right. Um, you want to take away Kyler Murray's um, opportunities because even though he hasn't performed well against the Rams, I mean, Sean McVay is 8-0. But as a Rams fan, and as you know, just, you know, at, at some point, 
the Cardinals are going to get them, right? They're going to come out with a win. And is it going to be this week? Rams had a huge emotional victory there against the Bucks. You want to make sure that we avoid that emotional letdown. So there's been kind of that talk that this could be something of a trap game. And I think to your point, I'm just kind of maybe to put a finer tip on it. Um, going with that run heavy um, approach could be something that maybe gets them back into the game emotionally and avoids that letdown that we could possibly see um, that we don't want to see. <laughs> we certainly don't. We know Mafford, Matt, Matt Stafford. I'm, I'm combining names here, Mafford. So, um, but in any case, we know he can spin the rock. Um, let's see a little bit of a heavy, more heavy um, approach as it relates to the run. So that's what I'm hoping to see. I'm right there with you. Uh, JB, time for picks. Who do you think? Who do you got winning this one? It's going to be an important two weeks for the battle in the NFC West. Uh, we, we'll talk about it a little bit, but man, the Rams really need to win at least one of the next two games. I know I said that last week, but you play this Cardinals tomorrow. We got the Seahawks on Thursday and we're on the road in that game. Uh, I think the Cardinals, maybe they haven't had the toughest test through three weeks and the Rams expose them a little bit. I'm taking the Rams on this one. Yeah, um, I'm I'm right there with you. I expect the Rams to pull this one out too. I think McVay will have that team ready. I think they have enough of a veteran presence to be aware of the trap game situation, um, to be aware of a potential emotional letdown. I don't think they're going to let that happen. I think they cruise in this one. I don't think it's really even going to be all that close. I'm going to be um, right there with Holden on this one. I'm going to say... Rams by at least 20 points um, at home against the Cardinals. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be pretty. Uh, um, I, yeah. Not a, not a blowout, but uh, Rams are going to roll this one. 20 Those points is a lot, Robert. That's pretty confident. <laughs> it is. It is. But I think this group can do it. Um, what I've seen on the field from this offense so far this year is, I mean, people really haven't been able to stop them they've they've been able to slow themselves down you know through some some bad play calling on on, on McVay's part let's let's be clear on that and then maybe some poor execution but other than that um you know stuff you typically expect from a new quarterback learning a new offense so once they really get rolling um they're going to be hard to stop so, um, and that's the scary thing, right? When you think about this offense and what they're capable of, Matthew Stafford's still learning it and they already look so good. So that's part of what gives me that confidence going into this week. And then even the week after against Seattle. Um, so before we get out of here though, let's, let's touch in on that NFC West showdown because this week is big for the Rams. We're here. We are in week four already playing for control of the NFC West. Um, if they win, like we expect them to do, they're going to be in first place. Let's talk a little bit about the Niners and Seahawks because that could determine things too. We expect this to be a battle throughout the season to who's going to win this particular division. The importance of that Seattle San Francisco game Um that could mean a lot. Both teams coming off a loss, Seattle coming off two losses. Um, what are your thoughts there? How is this going to um, impact that overall look from the NFC West? Man, could you imagine being the Seattle Seahawks with a one and three record 
and you have the 4-0 Los Angeles Rams coming to town on Thursday night, that would have to be uh, a stressful situation for the team. And really, it's pretty early. It's only through five weeks. But that could be a chance the Rams deliver a kill shot and really put this, the Seahawks behind the eight ball the rest of the year. So I think the 49ers are probably the better overall team. The Seahawks defense is a little scary at this point, but we've seen Pete Carroll work some schematic magic and really turn around in the middle of the year. Uh, it's pretty even for the most part, but I think I'll take the more rounded team in this one. Yeah, I mean, I I would definitely expect Shanahan to have the 49ers ready for the Seahawks. Um, and, you know, you, you kind of brought up an interesting point, too, with the Seahawks. This could be a must-win situation for them because you're right. With the Rams coming to town and if they're potentially 4-0 at that point, um, and if the Seahawks are coming off a loss, that really could doom them from an NFC West standpoint. So, um Big game potential here in week four, heading into week five. I can't wait to get with you and um, at this point next week and talk about what we can expect because I think I think um, we're going to have a pretty good understanding, pretty clear picture at that point um, where the Rams are at uh, strength-wise. So right now dominating the, the power rankings. So um, this time next week, we're going to see if they have a stranglehold on it or if they fade a little bit. But it's important to peak at the right time, too. So we love the Rams to come out strong in the early part of the season and have a win or undefeated record. But at the same time, we know the real test for this Matthew Stafford led team is going to be the playoffs. And we want to see him in the best shape possible towards the end of the year, too. So Absolutely. Maybe, maybe we suffer some early season defeats. We learn from them and become a better team. And they go into the playoffs hot as possible. So I think that's the best case scenario. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. So um, it's important not to put too much weight on these early matchups, but um, heading into probably their toughest stretch of the year. Um, it'll be interesting to see, but um, yeah, I'll talk to you next week. Uh, JB, um, if fans want to reach out to you, where can they find you? I know you're a bit of a, an elusive character there on the social media sites. Right. Of course. Uh, always, checking out the TST comment section. So you can find me there, either my articles or others. And I always check out other people's work. I think we have a lot of good content up there this week for the Cardinals. So uh, you'll find me there next week too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so for JB Scott, my name is Robert Finn. You can find me on Twitter at Robert Finn is me. Um, Join us here next week. We're going to talk a little bit more Rams football and have a lot more content to talk about with two big games under our belts. But until then, everybody have a great week. Stay healthy, stay safe, stay loving them Rams.